Welcome to CIO Leadership Life. I am Kirat Attar, Content Strategist at Foundry, and I will be your host for this episode. Our guest today is Vinod Bhatt, CIO and Chief Ethics Counselor at Vistara Airlines. Vinod, it's a pleasure to have you with us for this edition of CIO Leadership Life. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. Um, let us begin. Uh, Vinod, I'd like to start with uh, you know wanting to know more about your role and responsibility at Vistara. And what are your key priorities for driving business business excellence in your industry? See, as uh, part of my role, uh, you know, which is primarily to uh, drive the IT part of it, which includes your uh, all the technologies, uh, whether it is running the uh, BAU processes or also the transformation part on the infrastructure side, on the cybersecurity side. It's basically literally the CDO, CISO. CIO, everything together, CTO together. So as part of it, my top, if I have to really pick up five top key priorities, uh, one will be obviously elevating the customer experience uh, because that's important. Our whole business is revolving around uh, the customer and looking at all the touch points of the customer and where uh, where the technology can help in terms of maybe understanding the customer, maybe providing the you know very specific services uh, very personalized services. I think that that is one uh, one priority. Second priority is that how do you make uh, our technologies future proof? Uh, particularly, code has taught us that that you need to be flexible, you need to be agile, you need to be resilient. Uh, and luckily, we were uh, born on cloud, but but the things are changing very fast, right? So, how do you make sure that the technology which is working today will work tomorrow also? Uh, so, the future proofing is a second priority from the technology point of view. Third thing is that, see, we're in airline business. It's a very thin margin business. So the cost optimization, the automation, employee productivity, it's uh, always uh, on top of our mind uh, while it gives you a lot of control, uh, but also it gives you a lot of flexibility in terms of saving the cost, uh, in terms of uh, driving uh, the uh, productivity agenda, which you have got all across, and uh, also providing the cost value equation which is very important, right? At what cost we are providing the services. Uh, then uh, the fourth, which is uh, also very crucial, is the employee experience, right? So the employee experience is uh, where you uh, provide them the right tools, also educating them, also giving them the, uh, you know, improving their digital quotient of uh, what they need to work on because they cannot serve the customers if they are not really digitally savvy in terms of knowledge and in terms of also the tools. So when you're facing the customers, they should be aware and they should have the right uh, customer-facing tools and also internally collaboration tools. That's the fourth priority for me. Uh, fifth, which is uh, important, last but not the least, is uh, how do you ensure the regulatory compliance in terms of cyber, in terms of data, in terms of uh, what are obligations we have for our customers or for employees or for the industry. So those are taken care. That's my fifth uh, priority. So these are the top five priorities which come to my mind, uh, which I thought I should uh, highlight here. Thank you. That definitely sheds more light on your priorities as well as the obstacles that you foresee uh, in fulfilling them. Um, so, you know, as the CIO, you play a pivotal role uh, when you're driving digital transformation. Uh, what do you think the future of IT looks like in the aviation industry? And how is Vistara pre preparing to adapt to the upcoming technological trends and changes? Uh, see, what has happened in uh, particularly last three, four years is that there is so much of a data explosion which has happened. 
like you have data everywhere and a lot of services have moved from offline to online uh, so from technology point of view the whole data consolidation you know 360 degree view of the customers the engineering data the safety data uh, you know hr data finance data is basically there and uh, how do you make sure that you have you make sense out of the data uh, in terms of uh, in drawing the right inferences and using that inference to uh, drive your decisions uh, so the, those technologies which are related to the analytics which are related to the insights which are related to uh, you know the artificial intelligence so so the way we are driving the transformation is really looking at the business problem for example do we know the customers well so we build up the complete you know platform called customer 360 where we can really understand the customers better and uh, because that is the foundation if you don't understand the customers you cannot connect the rest of the dots in terms of service in terms of marketing in terms of personalization in terms of all the journey so i think that is that is uh, as i said in the first priority is that so building that digital backbone for uh, in the company very important because other things are also related to with with that and which brings me to the other point is that how do you create a data centric organization where you know a lot of companies they focus first on the infrastructure and then go to the data but now these 3 4 years have taught us that data is an asset it is an invaluable asset for the company so how do you ensure that this data is used proactively in the decisions there you know literally data informed decisions where data will tell you that what how what corrections you need to do as as leaders what uh, you know uh, decisions you can make uh, based on the data i think that's that is the other thing which uh, we are focusing on i talked about uh, employees so we are focusing a lot on the collaboration tools where uh, companies will have on the go all the technologies because our workforce is mostly uh, you know on the airports on the field so how do our engineering staff is there flight operation staff is there so how do we give them the technologies on the tip where the collaboration uh you know uh, collaboration in terms of their work their productivity that's one of our goals also and also uh, these employees who are facing the customers for example the our crew our uh, you know ground uh, service staff what are the things you give them in terms of technologies and tools platforms where they can do their job better if they are serving the customers do they understand customers do they understand their preferences can they customize the services even during the flight so those are the things where uh, you, know, you really invest uh, we also have set up a digital center of excellence which is uh, driving uh, the uh, digital transformation tracking the new technologies and more importantly we are marrying the business challenge or use case with the technology so we are not just investing in technology for the sake of technology but uh, uh, if there is a valid business case and and we pick up the right technology at the right cost with the right roi with the right agility and how does it integrate with the overall uh, you know framework or the architecture of vistara i think that's what uh, we are on or are on this uh, you know journey and uh, and we are keeping track on this that's terrific lot of great points there customer centricity employee centricity and you know basically becoming a data first organization i think all of them will uh, uh, really help vistara lead the charge in a in a really big way uh, you know stay keeping the focus on technology i would like to ask about emerging technologies uh, such as artificial intelligence and machine learning which i think every company is trying to leverage um what are the key areas that you aim to revolutionize with this technology in your domain 
<clears throat> see this uh, maturity of using ai ml uh, now we are talking about chat gpt or even generative ai i think it's a journey so vistara was uh, very lucky enough to embark on the journey quite early uh, uh, we have multiple use cases uh, where we have uh, you know either implemented or going to implement or you know in the prospective use cases uh, for example uh, i talked about the customer 360 so even identification of the customer understanding the customer because when you when a customer uh, travels with us not necessarily the customer gives us all the information you know in terms of the data points so that we can identify and understand customer better so the whole deduplication the whole algorithms which are built on to identify a unique customer and and make sure that once that unique correct data is identified you actually start building that repository and you can now understand whether it is a loyalty based customer is a, whether it is a platinum customer gold customer you know is a silver customer uh, or even otherwise you know uh, from the customer point of view and then you can uh, tie up with your marketing platform you can tie up with your offers which are very relevant to the customer otherwise you give them the offers under the sun but it doesn't make sense right if you are as a customer you are traveling to middle east and you want to but they are giving you offers to say um, you know apac or even europe so you may not be interested in that you may be a more frequent flyer in a particular sector so that once you understand the customer better i think this aml plays a really good role uh, in uh, you know moving similarly on the engineering side if you have uh, if you have the uh, view of you know what is the maintenance you need to do so before the even the flight lands the engineers will be knowing proactively that oh i need to fix it and there will be less time uh, spent on the uh, maintenance side of it in other words if the flight is on the ground and they have there's very little time between the landing and take off uh, so the time can be reduced and you can actually enhance the customer experience also while you can do a lot more predictive maintenance uh, as part of it similarly if somebody is working on the revenue side of it so the all the data which you have got which gives you the existing routes new routes you can actually draw a lot of inferences and say that you know what i think this makes sense this doesn't make sense there is again your ai plays a really big role uh, similarly if you want to do the employer related analytics like hr analytics finance an- analytics so there are there is hardly any business area where you don't see a business case as i said that this is a journey and uh, the and there are good lot of good technologies i think low code no code is a really great in terms of uh, giving the automation a big fl- favor flavor and also the uh, also the you know the ground operations the people who are on the ground on the airports the flight operations who are doing all the flight planning who are doing all the crew rostering they they actually actually is all about the data all about marrying the right combinations i think that ai specific algorithms really go long way in helping them plan better in helping them take the right decisions which are right for the business all right i understand and uh, these are all amazing developments that are going on at vistara so i'm i'm sure that they are uh, really changing uh, the whole space uh, and you're leveraging emerging technologies in the way that uh, i think it's supposed to be used uh, you know staying in the realm of ai uh, when you think about something like generative ai or chat gpt Uh, and other immersive technologies how do you think they're going to redefine the branding experience for the customer see uh, if you look at the history of uh, the bots chatbots you know the bots uh, very few people know that bots are have been existing since 1966 so when the bots were there 
uh, and yes there were more rule based bots they were not having a lot of nlp based bots uh, until we came to i think 2010 around that we had uh, more conversational bots where were more uh, uh, nlp based they can understand the question they can answer it and you could you know see the series of the world alexas of the world watsons of the world so they were the emergence of 2010 2014 but uh, now we are talk about 2021 onwards or now 23 you can see lot more about generative ai or chat gpt and all and there are already those bots are also available so what differentiates these bots of, of the current bots series is that they are based on the you know large language models where they encompass uh, you know lot many streams of data and they can interpret that data and they can actually uh, the bot can uh, you know do imp- impromptu suggestions to you and the cursor can actually the can take the inputs of variety types of inputs and it can go to multiple types of data sources so that opens up a lot of uh, avenues for you in terms of uh, if i have to really talk about a use case which i believe that uh, you know the generative ai or chat gpt can be a very good help is about uh, the you know customer service when when there is a complaint raised by a customer you know uh, maybe the flight wasn't good maybe the baggage was mishandled maybe any of the issues which a potentially a customer can face and 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 you don't know which channel customer is going to raise it right it can be any of digital channels it can be a, you know uh, maybe a channel which is just launched so how do you make sure that the data which is collated across the channels and then you can make sense of the data and create an action plan so typically it is a very sequential time taking exercise collating and then it takes maybe a week two weeks three weeks in some cases to act but if you use this engine uh, you can probably uh, do this uh, action plan uh, in a days time in an hours time in a minutes time where you can actually churn this data very quickly so that case is a fantastic use case where you can actually act on the feedback of the customer lot quicker uh than that and similarly you know there is uh, immersive technologies also which are coming up like uh, augmented reality uh, virtual reality and all extended reality where you can uh, you know define the customer experience quite differently uh, so the, it has a very good uh, i would say uh, you know pros- it's a prospective technology which every organization technology company is exploring right now lot of use cases uh and uh, there are a lot of expectations however there's a word of caution as well because uh, it is uh, pre-trained it is uh, generative it is transformed in nature so it needs a lot of data set to be trained and it may not give you always the latest information and it may always not give you the consistent brand experience you talked about the brand question right so if you are asking the same question to the bot you may get two different v- versions of the uh, version of the brand which probably a human will understand little better uh, having said this will this be corrected in the future will there be a better algorithm answer may be yes but well look at it second is in a regulated industry you have to also be very conscious about uh, the compliance related stuff which uh, these bots will have to adhere to and today you would have seen that there are a lot of uh, you know a uh, lot of uh, regulations which they want to put it across countries where we have a framework around the compliance around this depending on the country and depending on the industry so that will also mature which will give comfort to the industries like us that yes these technologies uh, are uh, addressing the compliance issues they are not using the stale data they are not impacting your brand 
and uh, it is good to go. So the good news is that very promising technology. The bad news is right now is that we'll have to wait for some time uh, until it really matures. But there's a lot of effort going on industry-wide where you know the, it is trying to get to the maturity state as soon as uh, possible, probably. Understood. I think you summarized that really well, the pros and cons of disruptive technologies and the major upheavals that they're causing in industries. And of course, as a as CIO, you have to be the one of the people who proceeds with caution when it comes to new technologies. Uh, so uh, that actually brings me to my uh, you know final question. Uh, uh, as airlines are increasingly relying on digital systems for various operations, uh, do you feel that you are now more vulnerable to cyber attacks? Uh, so what key strategies do you focus on to mitigate risks like that? See, uh, airlines is always, uh, particularly the B2C part of the airline, where you have got web, mobile, you know, your servers. So right. yeah, they will be particularly, as I said, that the services, lot many services have moved from offline to online. The lot more risk exposure has gone up. Attack surface has gone up. So yes, I think there will be. Uh, you know, you'll have to put strategies in place where you are, uh, you are basically uh, uh, having the right uh, tools, processes uh, to mitigate those kind of risks. For example, uh, identity and access management is very critical. That who is accessing your applications, who is accessing your systems, who is uh, accessing your servers, and making sure that those uh, IDs are always in sync with the approved IDs. There's a proper approval process. So, and when you are, on one hand, you are going ahead and doing the complete transformation of the infrastructure side, you have to always wear this IAM, which is Identity and Access Management Lens, to make sure that this is taken care, not only for your employees, but also for your partners, or also for your third parties. Because many times you do not understand that the risk is not only within the employees, but also uh, the, uh, the ecosystem you have created as part of it. Uh, then also there are a lot of incidents which uh, do happen and uh, how do you track those incidents like there's a SIM technology, SIAM, there's, uh, the databases are there created now and how do you correlate these incidents across databases, across touch points, across endpoints and, and uh, monitor this proactively because uh, you know, if the incident happens, then after that there is very little you can do. But how do you catch it before it becomes a big problem for the organization? So I think those, uh, you know, putting those tools which help to proactively monitor those incidents, like we call it SIM, we call it SOAR, which is uh, automated response also. Uh, and also embarking on the zero trust journey, right? Where you really say zero trust network access, you don't trust anything. Every time you have to, uh, you know, approve uh, the authorized the identity. And similarly, going to a you know new framework like SASIN framework, which is you know uh, secured access uh, service edge. Uh, so you put these uh, you know blocks of the technologies, uh, which which help you to mitigate, isolate it. And if even if, uh, for example, there's a good concept of network segmentation, how do you design your networks where even if there is a you know critical uh, apps are there, uh, you know critical segments are there, how do you host them? Uh, you know, in a zone where there are a lot more uh, stringent measures. And, uh, you know, maybe you call that as a gold zone, you call it a silver zone, you call it a brown zone, where there is, and on top of it, you put the zero trust. So zero trust, they, you know, uh, helps you uh, to make sure that you have the right users. A segmentation part of the same framework actually helps you making sure that even if there is any instant, how do you mitigate uh, 
uh, or uh, address that impact to a less extent. You look at your firewalls. You look at uh, you know uh, how much exposure you have got. Uh, I think those are few of the things which uh, which you basically put in place. And also, it, you know, sometimes you feel that patch management is very easy or very trivial. But actually, if your endpoints are not well patched, you don't have uh, you know the systems are not updated in terms of patches. There is a lot more vulnerabilities which is actually uh, you are carrying and. Well, because of those, uh, you know, older patches on your endpoints, there is a greater chance that the you know malware or ransomware attack may happen through that. So, getting that visibility, making sure that even people who are not on the enterprise network, also company network, also you can still understand and identify those gaps and start pushing the patches to those uh, machines. So, those are the some of the strategies which you put in place and constantly monitoring you. There is no silver bullet. In cybersecurity, you need to constantly monitor it, constantly learn, and identify those risks, identify those gaps, and uh, keep uh, you know keep uh, addressing it. And one more thing, which is uh, probably uh, you know important here, is that the entire visibility of the enterprise. See, if you are on multi-cloud, public cloud, or if there is any on-prem, how do you get the complete view of visibility of the entire applications, entire infrastructure, and where do you see the risk? And how do you proactively monitor that? And similarly, if apps are there, how do you identify those uh, uh, you know vulnerabilities? And how do you keep on keep on addressing? Because you constantly develop the apps. How do you keep the standards? So those are the things which always uh, you know are part of the process. And as I said, that we keep uh, looking at it, monitoring it, augmenting it, making sure that uh, you know no visible gaps are left. Uh, that's uh, a really great, very detailed response. You covered a lot of all aspects of cyber threats and digital threats that come in and how Vistara is combating it. Uh, I think through this conversation, all of the technological uh, sort of routes that Vistara is going down, if everything is implemented in the way that you expect it, um, I think that really brings the company to a place where it can serve its customers better and really create that holistic experience that you're aiming for. Uh, so uh, that brings me to the end of this episode of CIO Leadership Life. Uh, Vinod, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you sincerely for sharing your valuable insights into the changing CIO role, the emergence of digital transformation, and how technologies like AI, etc., are helping the aviation industry soar even higher. Uh, this has been a deeply enlightening conversation. Thank you so much for the opportunity and really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you everyone for watching. Until next time, this is Kirat signing off from CIO Leadership Life.